I think there's something about Christmas Eve and Christmas that causes um, memories and nostalgia to well up inside of us. I think of that line, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. You may not be dreaming of a white Christmas, but if you can just fill in the blank, I'm dreaming of a something Christmas, perhaps just like the ones you used to know when you were growing up. Perhaps a Christmas that you've never known, that you would like to know. Being with the love of your life, being with a family that is warm and close, that's not drinking too much or getting high or disappearing. Perhaps having children in the house, having your beds full in your house, full of laughter, full of wonder, full of joy. Perhaps Christmas presents, nobody asked you what you wanted. Perhaps the joy of giving a present. What are you dreaming? What kind of Christmas are you dreaming tonight? Maybe dreaming of a meaningful Christmas. Maybe you're dreaming of an uneventful Christmas where you can just sleep in and do what you want and nobody will bother you. Maybe you're dreaming of a healthy Christmas. But dreaming, we tend to think of Christmas Eve, Christmas is kind of dreamy, isn't it? What we really wish would be true or used to be true wish would be true again. Well, you know, the first Christmas was not a dreamy situation. That story that Pastor Josh just read, that we are so used to hearing, we barely even hear it. In those days, a decree went out from the Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. All the world meant the Roman Empire. What do you know about the Roman Empire? They ruled with a heavy hand. They had the largest military in the world, probably the largest military ever. They could be cruel. As we know, King Herod, after he heard the news from the three wise men that a king had been born, a baby, that they came to worship, what did King Herod do? All the boy babies, two years old and younger, were murdered. That's the Roman Empire. The Emperor Augustus, Octavian used to be his name. He was renamed Augustus. August means revered. The emperors, the Caesars, were not just to be obeyed. They were worshipped. They were savior. They were called savior. They were called Lord. So for a people that was not willing to do that, like the Jewish people, a different race, a different people, it was a very very hard life. It was not a dreamy life. It was an oppressed, subjected life. And there were a lot of militants among the Jews even that rose up and rebelled against Rome, but they were always crushed like bugs. So it was not a dreamy time. What about for Mary and Joseph? Did they live a dreamy life? Nazareth, mm, that's a dreamy place to live. And here they are. They are outsiders. They are um, strangers in Bethlehem. They are a displaced people, immigrants, if you will. No place to stay, and no place to stay on the very night that Mary is giving birth to her first baby. And so they are in this barn of sorts. And there is this detail in the story three times that the baby is laid in a manger. Now, we have romanticized this manger, but basically a manger means surrounded by animal things, animal yuck and stink. 
It was not a dreamy situation. Childbirth is not a dreamy situation. It's filled with labor and pain and screaming and blood. There was no running water, no bathroom there. It was a very messy situation. As far as we can tell, the first visitors were shepherds. And we tend to think, great, the shepherds. I just went to the 5 o'clock service. They were so cute, those little dressed-up kids. (laughs) No, in the first century, shepherds were like gypsies in Europe today. They were uh, considered thieves. They were squatters on other people's land. They, they were living out in the field. They were stinky. They were amount, around animal things and came in and tracked all that animal stuff in when they came in to see Jesus. So it was a messy, a messy situation in many ways. The political struggle, the poverty, just the whole setting. It's messy and stinky, and it's into this situation that... The God of all things comes in the flesh that Jesus is born. It's into this situation that the angel goes out to the shepherds in the fields and says, I'm bringing you good news. To you, this is for all people, to you is born this day a savior. Hmm, same title given to the emperor. Who is Christ the Lord. Hmm, same title given to the emperor. But this one is not of the emperor or any empire of this world, but beyond this world. And yet, born in a manger, we're told three times. You are very intentionally given these pieces of cloth to remind us of the earthiness. These swaddling cloths would have been yucky. They would have been bloody. And Jesus was born into the bloody mess of our lives, not just when he was born, but as he continued to grow and live into his calling and his ministry, where did he spend his days? Surrounded by the pain and the heartache of people who are sick, people who are in crisis, people who are demon-possessed. He went where nobody wanted to go, across the lake, where nobody would be caught dead being, around the people that were horrible. He surrounded himself with people who followed him, yes, but who also betrayed him. He let himself be surrounded by betrayal. He let himself be, as an innocent man, tortured to death by the empire. But that's when the good news of the angel about this one, born into our mess, whose swaddling cloths became grave cloths, soiled in our blood, soiled in our mess, That's when the good news really came true. To you is born a Savior, who is Christ, God making all things right through this one, the Lord. Similar to the words of the angel sitting outside the tomb where Jesus' body was laid, who said, good news, he's not here. He is alive. He is going before you. This king, swaddling claws of our messy world, grave claws of our messy world, who is alive and has overcome the powers of death and mess. There's a different kind of king, a different kind of kingdom that will never end. A king that comes in vulnerability, a king that comes with servant love.
He rules the world with truth and grace. Joy to the world. Those shepherds decided to go check out what the angel said to them and see if it was really true. So they went into Bethlehem and they found the manger and the child in the manger and Mary and Joseph and they came back and they were blown away, praising God, rejoicing that what they had been told was true. This is a story that begs for a response. And we find in this real raw story of the real Christmas that there are two responses. There is the response of no room. And by the way, that's not just about the inn. That is the response to Jesus Christ coming into this world, especially from the powerful. No room. Not interested. Don't want you. Don't want that kind of kingdom. There's that response. And there's also the response of the shepherds who were glorifying God, praising God, and not just the shepherds. What about Mary? Her response was to take all the sin, to treasure it, savor it in her heart. So tonight, in this messy world, as we hear the sirens going on around us, interesting. Let's just let them go by. question for us in this real and raw Christmas story is a very real and raw question, which is, where are we in this story? Where are we in this story? And if we are to be honest, we would have to say that we have more in common with the people in power than the shepherds, though we like to imagine ourselves out there listening to the angels, perhaps, or than Mary and Joseph, though we perhaps like to imagine ourselves being their buddies. We have a lot more in common with the people in power, don't we? We live in an empire, definitely the most powerful on earth, with the most powerful military on earth. We live in a part of this empire that certainly has more resources, educationally, opportunity, income, than other parts of this nation. We are the people with power. Perhaps that means that our response would be prone to be more like no room. But whether you have power or don't have power, I think all of us understand the mess. We all understand political struggle and the spin and the lies and the abuse of power and the inequities and the betrayal and the injustice, and the unhealth in us, around us, in the system. So if we believe the angels and go check it out, if we seek this kingdom, this completely different kind of kingdom, not like anything in this world, and if we seek this king, a completely different kind of king, born into the mess, wrapped in swaddling cloths, laid in a manger, wrapped in our death, 
wrapped in our mess in his grave cloths. If we seek this king in this kingdom, our mess, our grave clothes will be turned into swaddling cloths. We will be given a new birth, a new creation, because that's where this story is going. Joy to the world, the true Lord has come. Let earth receive their king and let every heart prepare him room. And heaven and nature sing because he rules the world. He rules with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness, his justice, and the wonders of his love. Let's stand and sing.